What's up, everyone? It's NFL Week 11, and this is the game plan. That's your DFS and bets bets show. Um, joining me to break it all down from the Sharp app, the man himself, John Statsational Alessia, top 10 ranked DFS player in the world, uh, live championship sky professional better, and uh, bachelor extraordinaire. Leaving a trail of crying uh, uh, strippers all throughout the Tampa region, Mr. John Statsational Alessia. What's up, my man? What's going on, man? Ne ne never date strippers. I don't date strippers. Man. That's why they're crying. Yeah. You never want to yeah. do that. Use them, abuse them, and don't even yeah. date them properly. Terrible. Um, Tampa's got the. That's got. That's you're you're in the wrong town if you don't want to date the strippers. Like one out of three. Wow. Yeah. No, there's a ton of. Yeah, there's, there's definitely a ton of clubs, but. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to get involved in that mess. No. Stick to the OnlyFans. Uh, it's all good. Yeah, Girls. they're all a mess. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Um, I'm trying to live vicariously through anybody yeah. at this point. I just want to live vicariously through someone. Give me fake stories, John. It's good enough. I just want to pretend. Yeah. No? All right. I got plenty. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're not safe for the podcast, maybe. but No, this is a family show. Don't take it too far. Um, all right. We're talking DFS and bets bets for NFL week 11. Last week was crazy. Um, the weirdest thing I, I do want to, I do want to dwell on this one game because it really fucked me up and I want your thoughts on it. Um, last week, you know, you had Dallas favored by 17 against the dead giants team. They're quit all signs and all history point to heavy run game plan, you know, play it slow, get the, let the game end, you know, take a lead early and just kind of play it out and, allow the clock to you know expire the way that normally happens when a team is a massive favorite and they go up huge. But Dallas chose a different path. They continue to pour points on throughout the entire game via the pass. And it led to um, Dak Prescott having a smash game. Uh, um, you know, CD Lamb went off, but also the double stacks worked because uh, both Ferguson and, of course, uh, uh, Brandon Cooks all went crazy. So my question for you is, I don't know. How are you reacting to that? Um, I, I just want to like, does that affect your approach at all? Like, are you someone that would generally avoid the massive favorite as an offense to target in DFS or you don't really care? Does it affect you at all? I know you're not a change your approach based on last week kind of guy, but just just break down how you treated that game for MME purposes last week and and what your thoughts are on all of that um, in general and how it went down. Yeah, I mean, I was under on the the Dallas passing offense just for that reason. I mean, it was just such an extraordinary line, a 17 point line, you know, uh, normally I don't care. Like people get a little concerned with like seven, 10 point lines and stuff like that. But I'm like, I didn't see it. Uh, Dallas, it, it certainly seemed like that, that was going to be the game plan was just kind of Pollard would be the guy, which everybody liked Pollard, of course, in that matchup, run the ball. Um, so yeah, it, that, that won't surprise me a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think it's overplayed in general. The the whole the, the whole um, you know fade these guys, these double digit favorites, like fade the fade the favorites. Like it, that's not the way it works. Like we've seen, if you if you study showdowns, you'll see that the captain hits more often than not as a quarterback when you've got better than a seven point favorite on the you know on the favorite side of the game. So um, you know if that's the case in the showdown, it's showing you that yeah, the, listen, the quarterback in those games is putting points up for the most part. And it just so happens it's usually a pretty good team. 
that's why they're favored by so many points, which usually has a decent have a decent quarterback. Um, so yeah, in in those games, I, teams are going to put up they're going to put up a lot of points. They're going to win the game by a lot of points. Typically, that's why they're favored by so many points. So that's uh, and how they do it. You know, if it takes them three quarters and then they kind of call the dogs off in the fourth, that still doesn't mean that they didn't put up a whole bunch of yardage and touchdowns to get there. Indeed, Dallas did that. Last week, it completely ignored the running backs. It was just so surprising. Um, so, you know, there's another game against uh, G- the Giants dead uh, team this week and another team going up against them. So maybe we can, uh, you know, get it on the way backs here um, this week. So let's let's uh, jump into this slate. And, and we're looking at the Sunday main slate of games um, for the purpose of this breakdown, the game plan. And we're going to look at bets and DFS, a couple DFS angles. We're going to talk about betting angles for these games uh, against the spread and all of that. So let's dive right into the ugliest game on the slate. Uh, The first one in, John, Steelers at the Browns. This is the lowest uh, game total I've seen this year. I don't know that it's the lowest that's ever been on a game uh, because I kind of remember like a 26-point total on a Jets game a couple years ago. But... um, the Steelers are at the Browns here. It is a pick'em game with the Browns. Uh, <laughs> the Browns are favored, just from the defense. But it's a pick'em game for the most part. Minus one Browns or pick'em, depending on what book you look at. And the game total here is set at a uh, season low thirty-three. Obviously, the Browns lost to Sean Watson for the season, and we are getting Doriel, uh Dorian. Thompson, DTR, at QB. I don't even know the full name. And, um, you know, he's a rookie. I don't know too much about him, to be honest, John. And then, we're uh, you know, of course, the Steelers' offense is not that good. So um, you, you would think that the Steelers, against that elite Browns defense, are going to have a tough time here. So right off the bat, is this a bettable spot for you, Steelers? Both teams are 6-3. and three. I mean, these are teams that have been good, and wow. I can't even understand how they're six and three, but they are. Yeah, this is a uh, this is a tough one. This was one where the sharps actually liked the the over on this one. I think before they knew uh, when it was up at thirty seven and a half, so they're they're in a bad predicament. That's before now. the Watson. Yeah, that's before the Watson. Yeah, it was when they thought Watson was going to be in there. So uh, rare misstep by the sharps get, getting the worst of it uh, on, on this game. I think it's tough to bet. I think the. The unders, obviously, I mean, we're not going to get points in this game at all with the the way these two teams played. Cleveland's played a lot of games like this uh, this year. The defense has just been phenomenal. But I, I just don't think you could play an under of 32 and a half. It just, I mean, it's a little tough, 33 and a half or 32 and a half, depending on, on the book. So um, I would say the advantage is still with Cleveland. I think that's the best side of the ball is the Cleveland defense of the of um, both of these teams. So I, I think the advantage is still on Cleveland side, but this is, this is just one that I want to stay away from, um, from a betting standpoint, bringing up actually the top prop, uh, Proptimizer just to, just to see if there's any, uh, anything popping on here. I mean, they like, likes, uh, like Najee Harris over on his receiving yards and, and, uh, over for uh, Kareem Hunt on receiving yards. Those are, those are tough ones. The, the yardage ones are a little tough, but even rushing yards for Kareem Hunt, which, 30 and a half. What do you think about that one? Like uh, the, the proptimizer likes the over 30 and a half for Kareem Hunt. Yeah, I think um, I think it's I, I don't I don't disagree with the proptimizer. Let me put it that way, because 
Um, you know, how's Cleveland going to move? How's Cleveland going to, uh, or I mean, how are they moving the football? Right. They're going to, they're just going to have to go run heavy. They don't have much going on at QB. So, um, I, I, you know, I'd rather look at the, um, let me, let me see. Let me take a look here at this game on the Proptimizer tool over at, um, Sharp app. But let me just, let me just put that actually on screen here and see if we can't, um, Ooh, I didn't, I did I got a screen share if that's going to happen. So let me do that. And let me put that thing up on the screen uh, to this game and take a look here. Yeah, uh, Najee over receiving yards. Maybe Hunt um, rushing so, yards. Yeah. Go down I mean, like this one. The, the total passing touchdowns per picket is interesting. Under a half, but you're getting plus 170 right now. I don't mind that one bit. Um, I think that's an that's acceptable. Yeah. Um, and obviously the 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 uh, Proptimizer likes that one as well. So. Um, yeah, a couple of, couple of playable spots here. I'm looking at Jerome Ford over 49 and a half rushing yards as the one that really pops for me. I like Jerome Ford. I think he's going to get a ton of carries in this matchup. He is probably looking at 20 to 25 touches here. So over 49 and a half for Ford, that one pops for me as probably um, my favorite of the ones we mentioned so far for this particular game. So I'd be interested in that. As far as DFS angles, there are none here, except for both defenses being in play. Um, again, Ford, maybe, I, I guess Ford, I, I would say actually Ford is playable as well. I don't want anything to do with the Steelers side of the game. I agree with you. I think um, this is a, if you wanted to take a side here, I think you take Cleveland, but um, it doesn't feel very good to do it. So just, you know, it's the unknown of the QB and, and all of that. So I, I'm probably not, not getting down with that, but it would be the Cleveland side for me um, being there at home and being that they could just play defense and run the shit out of the football. And maybe this Dorian Thompson, I need to really learn that name, I guess, but um, what's the name of the quarterback? DTR. Yeah. DT. Yeah. Dorian. It's bad. I remember the acronym, but not the full name. Yeah, I believe it's Dorian, not Dorian, I, I, but I could be totally wrong there as well. So you would say it's uh, Balake, not Balake. Exactly. I think it's Dorian. Yeah, Dorian Thompson Robinson. Okay, yeah, DTR. Uh, and I think he was a running QB in um, college. Has he gotten any snaps this year? Yes. So he has played a game. Let's just take a look at uh, Dorian here. And um, he has played a game against Baltimore. So this game in week four, totally forgot. And um, oh, against the Steelers, not uh, so he played against the Steelers. Uh, I'm sorry, he played against Baltimore, not the Steelers. Baltimore. Yeah, and Baltimore's a good defense, so um, he held his own. I mean, um, not really. But I mean, he, he completed like half his yeah half his his passes, but I mean that's a lot of attempts. They were getting killed, obviously, in that game. Yeah, I think that game went really different. I, I don't even know what you could take away from that game because that was a again against Baltimore. They're down huge. They had to catch up. He's throwing interceptions. Um, so I think this is a different matchup here where, where Cleveland's going to lean run heavy early. So I don't know. Yeah. And I think uh, even DTR. What's the salary? 45? Eh. Maybe. Maybe. Um, all right. Next up, John. This one is a little more sexy for DFS purposes anyway. I think it's one of the better games on the slate uh, in general. And that's the Bears at the Lions. The Lions are seven and a half point home favorites in this one with a 48 point total. So we'll start with the betting angles here. 
Uh, Lions have been awesome this year. Bears coming off the injury, seven and a half points. Um, I think the Lions win this game, John. But what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I I like the Bears plus the points in this one. Um, yeah, I think the the public likes the public obviously likes uh, Detroit, and the line has the lines come down, so we're getting public money come in on Detroit. Is that one of those reverse line moves? When you look at the handles, it's it's a it's like twenty six percent of the bet percentage is on the Bears, but almost eighty percent of the money. And and the public, though, I know is for sure on Detroit. The public has been hammering Detroit. They're 75% of the tickets coming in on Detroit, and they can't move this this line. So it looks like sharper money's coming in on the Bears. I think the Bears are the right play. I know the Sharps came in on the over, and that moved this one a little bit higher, but I still think I still like the over in this game. So you've got obviously Fields um, gonna play, which moved the line as well. But I think that was kind of known like we were we were expecting fields to be able to yeah uh, it was always expected i don't know up. if we know like how great his hand is or anything like that we, we'll know when we see him i guess yeah you, you know you, you can't imagine i mean it's it's not one of those injuries where it's going to hurt his career uh by getting in there a little too early but at the the same token like what's the point of rushing him back like they're not going anywhere so um you know what's the point and maybe maybe it works out to our benefit because maybe he runs the ball a little bit more yeah, really I don't know. If his hand is okay, I think if his hand's okay, I don't know why he'd be super rusty. You know, he's out a few games, but I do prefer this kind of an injury to maybe like a leg injury or something like sure. a hamstring where um, there's that high likelihood of it coming back. I, I don't I don't like the, I, I mean, all right, the bear side. So to me, from the betting angle, I'd just rather drop this line down. And I, I get it. Why, um, why the Sharps are taking the seven and a half. That is a big number to cover. And if the Bears are just alive at all, they could probably hang around in this game. Lions defense has been pretty good this year, um, though. So I'm not sure that this Bears team is like beat a good defense kind of an offense. And their defense is terrible or or poor. So one really interesting thing that I noted on the, um, uh, of course, I scrolled away from the power rankings to look at the Proptimizer a second ago, but on the uh, power ranking sheet, which I'll bring up here in a second, is the Bears are pretty good against the run this year. So, you know, I think with this particular game, one of the angles to take is on the Detroit side, maybe if the Bears can slow down those running backs a little bit, it could lead to a smash game for Jared Goff and the pass catchers, uh, better production for Amin Ra, Laporta, and the crew. So, that's sort of uh, the angle that I'm looking at right now where let me pull up the the um, power ranking sheet over on the sharp app. Here we go. And uh, I'm going to just pop this on screen so you can see. And this is one of my favorite tools to use for my DFS and, and bets and everything. Um, so let's find this game. Chicago, Detroit and yeah, I mean, Detroit, who has been a great running team, they're not projecting for a ton of rushing yards. They're projecting for a ton of passing yards, 297. And if we look at Chicago defensively, right over here, you'll see that Chicago is allowing um, 30 more passing yards per game above mean expectation, but uh, almost 20 fewer rushing yards per game. Can I see that? Yeah, I want to make sure I can show it on screen. Yeah, almost 23, which effectively means Chicago is 
surprisingly, because not a lot of people really are aware, uh, a pretty good run defense. And the biggest issue I've had with Detroit this year is their running backs can suck up all the fantasy points. And now with two of those guys in there, um, it's really difficult for Goff and the rest of them to come through with a smash because the running backs are taking a lot of that uh, fantasy production. So maybe Chicago can slow them down a little bit. How, how do you, how do you, how do, what do you think about that? I, I think they definitely can. I, I think you're going to see, you know, Detroit's going to try to air this one out. That's why I think it's going to be high scoring. And like you said, as far as fantasy goes, it's tough with Detroit when they're, uh, you know, they, they can split it up with the, with the backs that they have. So it's really tough to target one of their backs. And typically, I haven't looked at the prices. Typically, they're priced uh, in a way that makes them really difficult to play. I mean, Gibbs looks like seven thousand. Uh, both running backs are tough, tough to pull the trigger on. It's tough when they're going to split, you know, uh, a lot. And um, you know, Montgomery's the guy who's going to probably get more touchdowns, and he's cheaper um, than Gibbs. I, I got to look at what the the usage was there. really good for Gibbs last week. They're not, he is so good. He's just so yeah. talented. Yeah. It's, but that it's was, tough. you know, that was a great matchup too last yeah. week. But I think, I think Gibbs has, has effectively proven enough for them to kind of use him. I, I don't think we'll see the 30 carry, the 30 touch game for Montgomery we saw earlier this season ever again. So Montgomery's going to be relying on like two or three touchdowns in order to get there for us. Um, or like that one broken, he, he broke a big run last week, but. For the most part, it's Gibbs or bust for me personally. I think Gibbs has that smash upside that Montgomery no longer has. And, um, you know, on the bear side of it, I still love Cole Komet each week. I think it's fine. Um, Detroit is actually very good versus the run. So you want to kind of throw against them. So DJ Moore and and one name that no one's talking about, Darnell Mooney. Um, you know, he plays in the slot and, and, and um, the, uh, you know, Keenan Allen plays in the slot and they absolutely destroyed uh, Detroit last week. So, you know, Detroit's not necessarily the best up the middle. So a lot of a lot of good fantasy pieces from this game. Uh, Laporta as well on the Lions side and Amon Ra is going to be one of my favorite plays across the board on this slate. I'm not so sure about um, Goff. I'll play a little bit of Goff, but I don't like, you know, again, he could be vultured by his running backs and I'll play some fields this week as well. Um, you know, if Fields is doing his thing, he's got that legs upside. Why not? Fields is the man. Um, all right. Next up, we got the Chargers and the Packers. And um, this one is a little bit closer on the spread with the Chargers going in as three-point road underdogs. Game total of 44 on this one, John. Um, you know, Packers, Chargers. That's a pretty close line considering the Packers kind of suck. Packer hat. Packer, you yeah. suck. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this one it looks it looks lower than uh, than you would have expected, right? From from a game like this, just the, yep. the Packers. I mean, they came off the um, they come off that game last week. They beat uh, or lose to um, Pittsburgh, and they certainly. I mean, they probably should have won that game, um, but I think that tells you a little bit about what a kind of phony Pittsburgh is as far as their their uh, the record goes Packers. and where they're at. Oh yeah, Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, Pittsburgh. Yeah, you can't can't love them. I, I just don't love this Green Bay team, but the Chargers as well. Like the the Sharps came in and, and, and took the Chargers at the three, um, and it's sort of you know it's moved it up a little bit, but it hasn't uh, it hasn't affected the line all that much. I kind of like the Chargers as well. 
uh, just worry about this one being uh, a sucker game. But, you know, the Chargers, just, I mean, you know, the Chargers are notorious for just not winning games that they're supposed to win. So I'm not going to be shocked here if, uh, if Green Bay pulls off the, uh, the upset. Um, just trying to see if we got anything on the on the total. Doesn't really appear um, anything great for the total on this one. Going over the the top props, seeing if anything pops out of me. Total passing touchdowns for Herbert. So you can get under one and a half, which I, I kind of like a little bit um, at plus 110. So Herbert to throw under one and a half is uh, it's not a huge play on the Proptimizer, like uh, almost 9% of an edge, but I kind of like, uh, I like that one a little bit. Here, let me see what that looks like here on screen. Green Bay defense um, not terrible. Green Bay, so one of the things I said in my notes um, this week for DFS is just like Green Bay games are games where like fantasy production goes to die. Green Bay is trying to play it slow. They they are milking the clock. Like that's what they did when Aaron Rodgers was there. They've continued that. They want to run the football. They're going to be heavy on the run and just playing slow and taking their time in a game like this. Um, Green Bay doesn't score very quickly. So uh, for the most part, I don't expect like some sort of smash game where it's worth really loading up on, um, you know, a lot of the passing uh, pieces from the uh, Chargers. But that being said, there are certainly some spots in this game that are interesting. I'm looking at the, uh, you know, looking at the uh, Proptimizer. And and here, I mean, instead of the under, for example, on touchdowns, John, I'd much rather do the under on passing yards for Justin Herbert. A, there's a lot more edge in that play. But B, that sort of plays to this idea that the uh, Packers just kind of slow games down. They play fewer snaps uh, per per game than other teams. And so, and, and also that they can't score that quickly. So you could see Herbert kind of cruising to an under 262-yard passing type of win here with a lot of Austin Eckler involved. That'd be my spot on the props, um, I think. I don't hate the over on Eckler rushing yards, even to go alongside the, the Herbert prop, like a little parlay, a little SGP action right there with Herbert and Austin Eckler over yardage, Herbert under yardage. Little correlation there. I think they go together. Um, for some betting angles on this game, or not betting angles, for some DFS angles, uh, I like the aforementioned Austin Eckler. I think this is the Eckler game. Could pop off, do everything. Um, you know, Keenan Allen is priced so crazy high that it's becoming more and more difficult to play him. Quentin Johnston is still available and an acceptable price point. Um, not more, not much more for me going on on the Chargers side of that game. And and for the, I, I don't really play much from the Packers at this point. But all of Aaron Jones, you know, Christian Watson, and and Romeo Dubs are on the periphery of people that I might have some interest in this week. What do you think of that yeah, Herbert I mean Eckler parlay? Herbert Eckler parlay, yeah, you got to, you know, the the those SGPs are so tough because they they just they juice the shit out of it, and it's hard for you to really be able to calculate properly. But um, so I kind of I, I rather just play them straight. But yeah, but even straight, both of those plays I think kind of yeah, go together. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't mind it. And the Herbert under, I think I just think it's a little better than the um, it's. You know, I get the yeah, under I, I like no, I I like what you're thinking there. Yeah, uh, I like the thinking, the logic like, on that. Um, yeah, you you might be right. That might be a little bit better. Two sixty two and a half is is his number, um, on DraftKings and, and BetMGM right now. You got to lay one fifteen on the under, but yeah, I would, I would definitely lean that way. Yeah, this is yeah, and it, that that's a nice edge two thirty five. Like that is a big enough number that you kind of want to hit it 
hard. The uh, one of the cool things about the uh, top props tool on Sharp App is it gives you the edge on the bet. So um, not always going to win these, but of course. But you know, the last one that we gave out, I think on Monday for for an under was uh, I think it was the Josh Allen under that absolutely smashed as well. That was the top um, top prop play of that slate. So I, I, I'll keep going with it. Go with the top one, John. It's the easy one. Take the easy one. All right. Um, let's keep it going. Raiders, Dolphins, another fun game. Aiden O'Connell, Tua, Tua's back. Um, this game carries. So this, I, we got. This is another one we got to cover. Okay. This is exactly the same as Dallas last week. You've got sort of a mediocre to bad like Ra Raiders team coming in. They've been playing good the last couple games because they're they're still working off of the um, the fire in the belly that comes from firing the hated head coach. So they've got a couple wins in there. They've, they've got the rookie quarterback in there. Now they're going into scary town to take on the Dolphins, six and three. Dolphins can score. Dolphins at 13 and a half point home favorites here. And this reminds me of the Dallas game last week where I was like, man, yeah, Dolphins won't need to do anything. They can win easy. They'll lean on the run heavy. But what if they don't? What if they just style on these guys and Tua goes bananas because, hey, that's a huge team total for the Dolphins. So how do you see this one going down? And I, I just need your DFS angle on it as well, actually. Give me it all. Well, I mean, Miami is I, – I, I just think Vegas coming off the two wins. It's a little – yes, you said they have a little bit of, uh, you know, a little fire in them, getting rid of McDaniels. Nobody liked McDaniels. But they also played the Jets and the Giants in those two games. So I think they step up to uh, play some big boys here this week. You get Miami. I, I kind of like Miami in this game. Um, total's a little tricky. I don't, I'm not a big fan of this total at 46 and a half on, uh, on which way to be. Now, this one doesn't remind me as much of Dallas in the sense that I just think going in now, the Dallas game wound up being different, but I think this one looks better going in than the Dallas one did going in. Like I could see the, um, you know, I could see Miami putting points up uh, through the air, but they're, they're certainly going to run the ball as well. The problem is you got, uh, you got a Chan coming back this week, uh, with Mozart. And now you got another issue. It's like, now it's worked out before he was hurt because he was just, you know, he was like scoring a touchdown every, uh, whatever his rate of touchdown scored per touch. One, was one per six fantastic. touches. Yeah. So is you know, is that going to, is he going to maintain that? You know, I don't know. So that's, that's going to be the tricky part, but I think from a passing standpoint, they're going to, they're going to get theirs. They're going to put, um, you're going to get fantasy points here. Two is certainly playable, um, and and Hill's playable here. Uh, on the other side, though, I don't know. See, I don't know how how good of a game stack this would be. I think it's just kind of you just got to play Miami pieces. I'm not I'm not so sure about coming the other way. Yeah, I don't think this needs. Uh, I, I definitely don't uh, think you need to do bringbacks at all here. Um, I'm really not interested in the in the. Um, in the Raiders side very much for, for fantasy purposes. Uh, you know, Josh Jacobs. Okay. But I tend to like, uh, I tend to like running backs that, that are favored on a favored team. So like, it makes me like Jacobs less because his team's not favored. But that being said with Aiden O'Connell at the helm, if, if the Raiders are scoring, there's a good chance it's going to, they're going to force it via the run. Uh, coaches don't like to put the hands, the ball in the hands of, of, of a young inexperienced quarterback in the red zone. So what ends up happening is they tend to call more running plays. They want, if the easy touchdown, you know, all right, let me, let me paint a scenario for you. And this is just for all of the uh, fantasy football, DFS, whatever you want, right? You're watching your team. 
they're down on the goal line, like they're on the two. Now, when Aaron Rodgers is the is the QB, what happens? Or or Pat Mahomes, he's in the shotgun, and you're like, what the fuck? Oh man, he's in the shotgun right now. So you've got the running back, and you're just hoping they line up, um, eye formation, and smash it in on the goal line, and give it to you know, give it to my goal line back for three times, and let's let's get the points, you know, Seattle style. But instead, you know, it's Aaron Rodgers or Mahomes, and they're lined up in the shotgun, and you're like, oh shit. And, and, you know, three, two of the three plays are not runs, they're throws. And, um, that is not what happens when Aiden O'Connell types are the quarterback. When you have the young quarterback in there, they don't fuck around. They're going to force the run. So that increases the possibility of someone like Jacobs getting the touchdown when, and if they get down in the red zone, which they probably will in this game. So, um, you know, Jacobs is interesting. Uh, the Proptimizer or the top props tool on Sharp App does like um, Jacobs over on rushing yards. Uh, it's quite a nice little edge there to the over. So that would be a spot to potentially grab, as you can see right here. The, I like that Tyreek over uh, receptions there. I, I'm going to take that one. There you go. So you can get plus one ten. John, you only like the plus money. I know he's fucking greedy. Always no, not really. Money. But I just like this. That. I like that bet. Yeah. Um. But yeah. But you got yeah. Reek over six and a half has a potential spot here as well. So a couple of interesting spots. These other spots just like a little how to read these tools. Eh, you know, once you get down to the very small edge, that's not where I would be um, wanting to uh, take my chances on a given betting week. So yeah, Tyreek Hill, so expensive in DFS that if you play him, he absolutely needs to put up like a 35. So just if you're doing that, you definitely should be taking that over six and a half because he'll need about 10 receptions uh, to get to that 30 plus number that he needs this week. I don't think I can do Devonte Adams at his price. I'm not, uh, I'm not a believer enough in O'Connell's ability to produce a 35 to a wide receiver. I don't care what the game flow is. I don't know that he has it in him yet, or I kind of want to see it before I uh, before I go there. So not going to be super into him. I think Jacobs would be the better play of the two. More likely to score a touchdown in my mind. Are you betting this one, John? 13 and a half? No, I'm not. I'm not betting. I'm, I'm definitely betting that prop, though. I got the Tyreek over prop. That'll be a better bet. I like it. All right, next up, another ugly game. Not as ugly as um, that Browns game, but ugly. Giants at the Commanders. The Commanders are nine-and-a-half-point home favorites. The total is 37, and John, Tommy DeVito has got a Q tag on him. I'm not even sure if he's going to be able to play. We may have to go with the fourth or fifth string quarterback for the Giants for this one. It's not a good scene. Um, this is that same Giants team that Dallas just lit up for just massive fantasy production across the board. So my question is, number one, uh, can you lay the nine and a half on a game like this? And then secondarily, can the commanders do what Dallas did last week and just pour on the points against a division rival that's injured to sort of get the kill shot on their division rival and humiliate them purposefully? Wantonly. No, I, I, yeah, I, I think this game stays a lot closer than that. So I, I like the points. I, I would not lay 10, nine and a half here. Um, 
you know, down to eight and a half in some books. I think uh, on DraftKings, you can lay eight and a half if you like Washington at minus 112. So, um, yeah, I, I I like the Giants side of this game. I think they keep it tight. Uh, Washington's not that good. I know the Giants have looked terrible, but I think it's a good spot to buy them low. Uh, now, the public like the Giants, which is crazy. So I'm a little surprised with that. But I think some of the sharp money likes the uh, the Giants as well. Now, the Giant over, the over in this game, um, got hit by some sharps as well. So that that's moved it up. And I still think you got some value on the over if you like that here. So I, I still think at 37, you're fine taking the over. 36 and a half if you want to lay some juice. Um, so I like that. But I do like the Giants. That's one of my bets this week. I'm going to be uh, – I'll be on, on the Giants plus the points. And I was hoping to get more. And the line keeps coming down. So I'm going to have to get this one in sooner rather than uh, than later. Um. I like it. I like it. Um, some DFS stuff here. So I, I think the Giants offense is pretty toast. Um, you know, Saquon Barkley's price probably a little bit higher than um, I'd be comfortable with playing him. He's never produced enough to sort of justify the 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 salary level that he's at, especially now with sort of a dead team. But it could be a situation where Barkley gets a ton of carries because, again, the Giants cannot throw the football. They just don't have a quarterback. So they're going to have to run it most plays and they don't use a lot of different guys. So it's just going to be fed volume to Barkley. The problem is I don't know that they're going to be able to get first downs uh, frequently doing that uh, approach to the game. Um, on the flip side with Washington. Yeah. I mean, everybody's in play. I think uh, Terry McLaurin is fine. I think even Jahan Dotson coming off that horrible game is okay. Curtis Samuel's an acceptable pay down option. I don't think they'll have any trouble moving the football against the Giants team. Not that, you know, it stands out or anything, but they shouldn't have too much difficulty. Logan Thomas, acceptable. Like him. And then Brian Robinson Jr., the hero of week uh, 10. Uh, I think it was a Burns recommendation. No one played him. Helped. Uh, Burns almost won the Millie Maker last. Did you know that Burns almost won the Millie Maker last week? No, I didn't see it. Yeah, Brian Robinson was in there. And, and you know, it, it, all, it all went away late. Like, he was in, like, third, fourth, climbing with uh, Keenan Allen, <coughs> you know, climbing up the ladder. And then Dak just went bananas and, you know, destroyed all of that. But it was a, it was a bit of a sweat until um, Dak just sort of went absolutely nuclear and no one could stop him. But uh, part of the reason was he liked Brian Robinson Jr. And he had a big game last week. And I think Brian Robinson Jr. is set up for another really good uh, game. The, the, the game flow really sets up well for what he does. Um, real quick. Glance over at the Sharp app again at the top prop stool. And guys, if, if, if you're not subscribed to Sharp app and you want a piece of this tool for DFS Army members, promo code DFSA20 knocks um, 20% off the price of Sharp app. So I think it's uh, $49.99 down to like $39.99 for new subscribers. Make sure you check it out. I mean, this is awesome tools, not just for betting, but for DFS as well. And I love the top props tool, my favorite tool. We also just added um, Sleeper. Uh, over on the Sharp app. So uh, coverage for Sleeper as well. It's really great stuff. But um, taking a look at the um, Proptimizer, uh, it loves the under on Sam Howell passing yards. Again, down to 216, um, under 251. That's available on FanDuel. So that's a really interesting prop that I would uh, probably be looking to uh, tail. I don't mind the passing plus rushing uh, number as well at 262, John. I don't see like a lot of scrambles. The Giants defense uh, is not great at getting to the quarterback. So I don't mind tacking on some yards uh, and doing the passing plus rushing. 
What do you think? I don't love it. Uh, so I'm I'm kind of staying away. Looks like the uh, lines are actually moving as we're as we're doing this right here. Really? Uh, on mine, it yeah, on mine we're getting updates on here. It actually just dropped down to two fifty one and a half. Uh, oh, I guess happened. points. We have points bets kind of bouncing around, so it might be oh. an issue with points bet. But the other books, if you open it up, the other books are a little low, a lot lower actually. DraftKings well, down to forty five and a half. Uh, if you open up the uh, the books there, so yeah, it's the only one that's like kind of points bet you're getting that number at right now. But two fifty one and a half on Fanduel, and then two forty five and a half everywhere else. So yeah, I don't. I think um, you want to go grab this shit on Fanduel or points bet right now. Yeah, yeah, you're getting a great line move. there for the under. Yeah, for sure. This is this is a screaming buy. I need to pause the. I need to pause this and go do that before it's gone. Hold on. A minute. That's a great spot. So um, I, I also I would stay away from like the over on Slayton or any of these wide receivers uh, for the Giants. Hell no. So, um, yeah. And and Barkley projecting over. Look at this. Listen, this rushing yard projection for Barkley, 83. So that's what I'm saying. I think the Giants are going to heavily be forced to run the football with Tommy DeVito. And that just means more and more volume for if if the game plays out, as you think, and this game is close, it's because Barkley is going bananas. Yeah, he's going to have to, for yeah. sure. It's, it's not going to be, be because game. Tommy DeVito is throwing for 300. It's going to be because, um, you know, he's going crazy. So keep that in mind and and do with it what you will. Um, all right. Bet, so you like the Giants there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I have a heart. Yeah. Yeah, I could see it. I, can, I, I can't. What I can't see is like laying 10 on the commanders. It's just a lot of points for no, a mediocre team. Yeah, it's just it. not something you want to do. All right, next up, we got the Cowboys taking on the Panthers. Cowboys are 10.5-point road favorites. This game carries a 42-point total. How do you see this one going down, John? I like uh, I like the points here. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just fade the team <clears throat> coming off that massive, uh, massive win. The Sharp, I'm just looking at it now. The Sharps are actually with me on this one. They like the... They like the Panthers as well, so that always makes me feel good. That's what's knocked the line. They got it at 11. It's knocked it down to 10.5. I think you want to grab this one, though, now um, at the 10.5 number if you can. So before this gets to 10, I'd love to get that that uh, the hook on that one. So, yeah, I just think you know th it sets up well for me. It's a, a spot. I love taking teams off of a big blowout win like this. Um, you know, Carolina's improving. Still not one of the better teams, obviously, in the league. But improving, and this line almost. This is another one that kind of gives you Paul. I think a lot of people. I think the average person is looking at this line, especially with Dallas coming off the that blowout win, and they're saying, um, you know, this looks that that looks too little. Like Dallas is just too dominant a team, and you're seeing it in the handles. Like seventy six percent of the money of the of the tickets are coming in on Dallas, yet eighty percent of the money is coming in on Carolina. So we have confirmation that sharp money's on it. My models like Carolina on this game as well. Uh, I think this is a pretty good spot here to get the 10 and a half. Yeah, that's fair. I'm not going to argue with that at all. Um, DFS, that big question. I, I don't want anything to do with the Panthers here uh, from a DFS angle. But, um, man, fucking Dak and, and that whole crew, they're just tearing up slates the last couple weeks. And not having them has been really painful. This is... A, all right, let me show you the, Let me show you something here. And, and I need... This is right off of your own numbers, John. So this is what's bothering me. The Panthers are a team that you want to attack via the run. Why do I say this? If we take a look at their defense, let's see, Carolina, okay? 
look at this. They're allowing 65 fewer yards per game than average to opposing pass catchers, meaning they are elite against the pass this year. Don't know why. Don't have a reason or an explanation. Just have the metrics. And when I say elite, they are second only to Cleveland. And we don't play pass catchers versus Cleveland. They're second only to Cleveland in pass defense. On and the flip the side, one team, they're the number one team against the quarterbacks. Uh, which one? Well, Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. They are limiting quarterbacks. They are absolutely limiting wide receivers massively. Those two things go together. And on the flip yeah, side, the, now they haven't played a lot of great quarterbacks, but it, you know, they've been down in a lot of games and teams have just kind of grinded it out on them. But I mean, you look, they've given up single digits to quarterbacks in several games this year. Teams just running. They don't need to do anything. Um, you know, Carolina turns the football over quite a bit on offense. Right. They don't have a running game that can sustain. So they, they have to throw and the, and the quarterback's just not very experienced. So they're, they're turning it over. And again, the flip side is they're allowing almost 18 yards per game above mean expectation to opposing running backs. But I, I am now, I have lost credibility on Dallas. So I need you to handle this one. Um, Pollard. Can you play Pollard again? Can we go back to it for more punishment? Like some sick creep weirdo that goes to BDSM places, takes a beating, comes back. They like it. Come back tomorrow a little more. I mean, a little beat. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Yeah, all of that. All of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think he's in a pretty good spot here. This is a good spot for Pollard. But it's pain. I don't want to do it. I can't go back to this. I have I have memories of of losing all my money. Yeah, well, that's they're fresh in my mind. I but you know, I know you. I know you're uh, joking around a bit, but I see that you. Do you see this? I mean, you you're in your uh, in your Discord with the FS Army and all, and I'm sure you see it a million times in every sport. They're like, "Oh, add that player to a guy I'll never play again." He's and dead I'm to like, me. Yeah, dead he's to dead me. to me. Like, I'll never play. Never gonna play. I'll ne or I will never bet on this team again. As it, you're like, those are some That's of the dumbest bills. things. Like, That's and the. I know some people may be done. joking, but they're like, "I'll never bet this team again," or "I'll never. I'm never gonna put this guy in my lineups again." Yes. Uh, yeah, that's just idiotic. So, uh, listen, he's in a good spot here. Ten point favorite. I mean, it's everything you're looking for on a team that, like, we've just gone over. I mean, just they've been shockingly good, good against the uh, pass catchers. Now, again, the reason probably a lot of that has to do with the game scripts that they've been found themselves involved in. But yeah, they're it, they're just the opposite to running back. So, I mean, they're giving up plenty of points to the running back. Dallas likes to run the ball. You got. Dallas coming off just a monster game from Dak. You totally expect it to kind of uh, come back and maybe it'll be more of a running back type of game. So, and, and that's really what Dallas wants to do. They don't want to have their, this offense this year is really geared towards uh, running the ball more. So I, I would say, listen, you got the one off with Dak last week. He went off. They got, you know, wide receivers went off. This is a, this is a great spot. I think for the, for the running uh, back. I, I like Pollard here and, and uh, I'd be fading Dak. It's brutal. Um, Dallas projecting according to the, and as bad as their running game has been, according to the power ranking sheet, um, 138 yards on the ground, only a hundred, uh, only 204 passing yards. The numbers don't lie, but people do. I don't know what to do here. I, I, I want to say let's, let's not, let's fade Dak again, but I got a lot of hate for this last week 
the comments in these videos have been blowing up with, aren't you the guy that didn't want to play Dak last week? Like, that's the thing they remember me for now. That's all. Like, my I've been doing this for 10 years. It's all boiled down to, aren't you that guy that didn't play Dak that one week? And listen, I get it. I, I get it. I didn't play Dak last week. I don't like the heavy favored teams as a thing, but now I'm afraid to say it again. But the numbers say maybe don't go so crazy with Dak this week. You can't. Is it worth the hate? It's the potential. It, listen, you got to stick. If you if you change your uh, you know your opinions and how you play based on the public, there's a reason the public loses. Yeah. Right. So you got to kind of stick to what you know how to do, and that's the, I mean that's how I go about it. So I yo love. Yeah, let's I make care less. Like, let's play some Pollard, baby. Let's fucking know, do it. I mean, I cry. I mean, the, the sharp, how long we've been doing the Sharp app for every couple of years. You know, the record. Uh, you know, the, the it's tracked and guys are in there. Like, you know, there's no bullshit on the on the records and everything. But God forbid you go through a bad night on a on a game on a on a night when someone's brand new to the <laughs> to the thing and they're like, you "This suck. fucking sucks." Yeah, this guy's like, terrible. Oh, but, yeah. By the way, and what John's been John's been John's been doing the top props article on the Sharp app for like three years now. Um, just putting out and tracking every single play in that in that breakdown uh, across multiple sports. Like I think it was up, you know, seventy units for NBA last year, one hundred and something forty we're up, yeah, the year before. We're up like one hundred eighty units in the NBA over the last, you know, year. Let's call it like a year and a half. And then, um, I mean, we're up. I don't know, eighteen units this season. We hit for like three more units last night, five and two last night. So it's just, it, you know, it's been, uh, it's been great. I, I'm only bringing that up. Like no one's, no one's actually been on my case at any time recently, but it'll, it inevitably, it'll, it'll, it'll come up. Like uh, you'll have a bad night and somebody new. Yeah, and that, yeah. that's just how betting goes. And it's not just you. Again, we're using these tools. Um, the sharp app is all about the tools and, and the, well, I use the prop. I use the optimizer. Yeah. I mean, that thing has now changed my life because one it's, it's sped up my process. So time is of course, uh, limited in most of our lives. So the Proptimizer just just speeds up my process tremendously. Plus I'm using the the um the projections on there. And for football I use I I I pretty much do reception props and then I'll look at like uh, touchdown props as well. Not touchdown, I look at passing touchdown props. I like that. Uh, one. So passing touchdowns, passing interceptions. Every once in a while I want to pop on there that I that I want that's bettable. But I'll have like three or four. I think I went three and zero again last week. I'm I want to say three and zero or two and one. I think maybe two and one on the uh, props. So I've had a bunch of winning uh, weekends here with the, with the uh, yeah I think it was three and zero, but whatever it was um, on the reception props each and every week. And that Tyreek Hill is going to be one of them. So we'll see. I've been crushing them. We'll, we'll you know now that I threw that one out there for the masses, uh, we'll lose. But I love that over on that. And it's it, these things are coming. They're all uh, it's a derivation of the the optimizer. I mean the tool is just phenomenal. I love that you just said, like, now that you put it out there for the public, it's definitely going to lose. That's yeah. how it goes, guys. That's just just what, what ends up happening with these types of things. Or at least in our head, that's what we think um, happens. Um, all right, let's move on here. So, I mean, again, there's no there's no side on the Panthers to be interested in, no players. And on the Cowboys, if you want to go back to Dak, and I'm not going to tell anybody to fade him anymore. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm tired of the hate, but um, I do think that, fine, I'll play some Dak just because. But the matchup doesn't bode well for Dak at all it bodes well for Pollard it's just scarier and scarier to click the button with each passing week of his ineptitude 
And it's like, why? I don't know. They're just not calling the play. So I don't really know, but it is what it is. Um, all right. Titans at the Jaguars. Jaguars are at home. Six and a half point favorites. This game carries a 40 point total. Now, um, John, you know, the Titans, the Will Levis era started off with the smash. It's come back down to earth a little bit since then, though. He just hasn't looked very good the last couple of games. Uh, uh, Jaguars defense is pretty good. Um, they're very, very good versus the run. They're just good overall. And um, this doesn't really bode that well. You know, Jaguars really stopped the run, which means for the Titans to do their thing, they need to be throwing. And, uh, you know, is Will Levis good enough to do it? I don't know. You tell me. But what do you think of this line? And um, how, do you, how do you see this one going down? Yeah, I've got, you know, I've just got conflicting data on this one. So it's kind of a, it's, it's a pass for me. Um, I, I, I typically, I would love Jacksonville here coming off the, off the big loss. I love taking teams, especially a good team coming off a blowout loss. I love that angle, but, um, Tennessee, there's a couple of, uh, a, a couple of bits of data that I've got on my models here. Another team that's, you know, they're, they're coming off a, a low scoring game, um, that I, typically like to follow them up the next week with a bet. So it's kind of it's conflicting for me with Tennessee and Jacksonville. So I'm going to have to pass on, on the game. And like the, the public is on Jacksonville, which is expected. Um, but you're seeing a little bit more like the money's kind of 50, 50 while it's like three to one on Jacksonville with the bet. So we don't have any confirmation that that's necessarily sharp money, but um, I would imagine that at least from the public side, we're definitely going to see the public money on on jacksonville for uh for this game but yeah yeah i mean you know i look at the total two the 40 and a half i, I would lean towards the over but there, there's nothing that just really jumps out at me um in this game so the you talked about you know i, I the, we had hopes here for uh, will levis but it hasn't looked great um so far his total if you look on the prop optimizers 212 and a half on his uh passing total We've got that as the top under right now, um, at least on our projection for uh, for his passing yardage. So we like Trevor Lawrence on his under as well. Um, so it's kind of one of those situations where if both of those guys are going to go under, it looks like uh, the game would probably have to go under. Uh, but from the game standpoint, not not a fan. I don't know if you like anything on it yourself. There's very few spots here to like. Um, uh, Travis Etienne is acceptable. Um, you know, Christian Kirk in, in a, in a, in a, in a basket is fine, um, as well to play here. You know, it's a couple of little spots. It's not a standout game. Um, I'm looking at the, uh, the power rankings sheet for this particular game and, um, you know, Jacksonville allowing 25 fewer rushing yards per game. So you can't really run against Jacksonville and you can throw against them. There are 32 uh, yards above mean expectation to opposing wide receivers. So you can throw on Jacksonville. The problem is the Titans really are not good at throwing the football um, as evidenced by, you know, this quarterback and, and, and all of that. So let me see if I could find Tennessee here. My eyes are not allowing me to see it. Yeah, here we go. And uh, the Titans are also kind of neutral against the run. So uh, that's fine. That's a good Travis Etienne type of spot. They're kind of below average a little bit against the pass. So I think you can target the, Jacksonville offense here a little bit. I don't know. You know, I, I've, I've been thinking back and forth all week about whether I want to play Trevor Lawrence in this game or not. Trevor Lawrence has not had a single fantasy worthy kind of performance 
all season long. We're in week 11. So it's not like, oh, these are going to start happening or it could start happening. But I think they are who we think they are right now. And this team is a little more balanced, maybe a little too balanced for Trevor Lawrence to put up the big score now that ETN's sort of taken a a uh, a featured role, so to speak. So while I don't mind any of the one-offs on the Jaguars, I, I don't really love this outside of maybe like game stacking for a surprise pop in the game environment. Both teams play the run decently enough that you might just get one of these, these upswing uh, passing games, but it's a really thin play and, and it's not something that I want to build my week around in NFL week 11. It's just not how I want to build my week. So I, I won't be super high on that spot at all. Um, as far as the bets, yeah, I think the Jaguars probably win this game. And what I would be looking to do is get that number from six and a half down below uh, three to two and a half. So I, I've already identified a couple games that I like teasing uh, down a little bit. Uh, you know, if it hadn't been for the Bills, my my greasy teasers are like nine and zero on the season. But unfortunately, the Bills have burned like five of them. But we did hit a plus four hundred you know, two weeks ago and three weeks ago. And I think this one will be part of that, but I will be moving that line to under three and a half. And I'll be giving this out, of course, in my uh, discord channel in the sharp app or in DFS army, wherever you at, I love sharing my shit with wherever you are and wherever you are. Remember, if you guys are enjoying this video, you like this type of content, the bets, the um, DFS talk, the bets talk, getting John statsational Lesia sports bet genius on the show, hit that like button. Let us know you're out there. Subscribe to the channel, all that good stuff. And if you want to check out the sharp app, you could just follow along with John's plays. If you like to do that, you can use the Proptimizer tool yourself, or you could just use the plays that John's picking right out of there. Um, go get signed up. DFS army subscribers get a 20% discount using promo code DFSA 20 sharp.app uh, on the sharp.app website or via the sharp app itself available on Apple, iTunes, iPhone, Instagram, uh, Facebook and all of the relative uh, stores. It's not available in any of those places, John. I don't know what the fuck I just said. It's not available on Instagram or Facebook. It, you weren't we even paying attention. I, I was saying it to see if I could get a reaction out of you, and it was just like nothing. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to prep for the for the next game here, so I let you ramble. Never, and I, get... I said, <laughs> I never get a reaction. All right, I was just trying to get a reaction. Here's a game I really like this week, John. This is one of the ones that I'm excited for. The Cardinals are at the Texans. Why am I excited? Because the Texans are just a fun team. Like, they got a fun offense going on. This is, everybody's putting up numbers. It's a fun team. And the Cardinals get Kyler Murray back. They're all low-priced pieces. Really inexpensive. You could build a lot of stuff around these guys, right? So the Cardinals are four-and-a-half-point road underdogs in this one. This game has a 48 and a half point total. That is the highest total on this slate um, for for the week. Uh oh. Alert. You scared me with you that. I thought I clicked, for that one. You scared, I thought I clicked something. I'm like, oh crap, I'm playing music here. No, no, I got I just got a little excited. Rihanna. Rihanna came out, let, let you know what's going on here behind the scenes. All right. Yeah. Exciting. Look, did you watch? I mean, I, I know you watched all the games. Murray looked, I mean, he looked fast. He, he, looked he was running around. Fast. Yeah, he was doing his thing, running around. Um, looks healthy. 
looks like the same guy as before, really. Not a great, you know, the passing was a little off because that's who Kyler Murray is. You're never, he's not like Mr. Accuracy. He's not exactly the pocket passer. He's no Peyton Manning out there. But I did like to see a couple of those runs where he looked quick. I would like to see more of the designed runs for Murray as I would like him to be that style of player that runs a lot. And, and he, you know, they've gotten away from it the last few years, but this is a different coaching staff. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but yes, I liked it. Um, you know, Murray has great chemistry with Rondell Moore and, and he's been, uh, you know, trace, uh, Trey McBride putting up big numbers again. The, the, the tight end is fine by me, right? Um, Hollywood Brown's out there for cheap. So this, one of the reasons I like this game for DFS purposes is a, the pieces from the Cardinals are all like massively underpriced for their roles. They're all these three K guys or, 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 or a five K lead wide receiver. And of course the, the a running QB for around six K, all of these things stand out as like, why the fuck aren't we loading up on them? And they're up against the Texans team that can score. So, you know, CJ Stroud looks like the next coming of, I don't know. Sean Watson when he was good. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know what his comp is, but it's. I mean, he's been. They've been phenomenal. Um, when you look at, I don't have anything triggering my bets, but I, I, I like Houston to cover this game. Uh, I mean, I told you last week. Like we looked at it when they played Cincinnati, and I was like, all right, you got to adjust the numbers a little bit on my power rankings for Cincinnati because they were so bad early in the year and they're playing better. But we still had them at like I had Houston favored in that game. Right. So I said, all right, smash I mean, I'm mostly yeah. going to adjust it like two, three points. So that it, that does not make up for the seven point. Now, you saw that line also got hammered late. Now, I know they had some injuries, but like Higgins was not worth two or three points that that line moved. Um, Higgins and Chase combined maybe would be a couple of points uh, if they were both out. But that wasn't moving the line. What was moving the line is just late, late, sharp money that came in on the Houston side. And that game was really not in doubt uh, as far as the point spread goes. So um, I, I just think Houston, I, I still think they're a little bit underrated. Um, you know, you've got Arizona, obviously with Murray back, look better. I I liked Arizona last week too. I mean, I thought, I think we talked about that one, like who the hell is yep. Heineke to be favored on the road. Um, yep. So that one Nailed paid it. off for us also. But yeah, I, I, I still like uh, Houston. They were the sharp play. Um, the sharp money that was coming in earlier in the week on the Houston side. And I'm actually surprised that the the square money that we're seeing is coming in on Arizona. But that's like confirmed by the betting handles inside the app. <clears throat> 65% of the tickets, 75% of the money coming in on Arizona. Um, I, just, I just think the, the sharper side is Houston. Yeah, and I knew you nailed your, your plays last week because I've gotten like 20 DMs already. Like, when's the game plan coming out this week? Uh, and, uh, you know, that, that tends to happen after a really, uh, a really sharp week of, uh, of play. So well done, well done on that one. <laughs> so I'm getting a lot of DMS like, Hey, when's this coming out? When's the show? When's the show? By the way, like to get subscribe. You want to know Florida people. Yeah, the Florida people now are all excited because they're betting at the uh, hard rock now. And they're like, they're like, Oh, we got to watch the game plan so we can get some bets. Let's go Florida. I love it. Um, so yeah, a little, little info here from the, uh, power ranking sheet and, Houston is um, also, again, It's they've been pretty good against the run this year, which is interesting, allowing 15 fewer yards per game below mean expectations to opposing running backs. While they've been a little bit more vulnerable to pass catchers, allowing 33 more passing yards per game to opposing offenses. So as I look at the DFS angles from this game, 
Um, you know, I'm looking at Murray and some of those pass catchers. You know, again, I want to get back with Brown, uh, uh, Trey, Trey, all of them, Trey uh, McBride, Treasy McBrazy, as I like to call him, uh, Rondell Moore or my uh, or or Wilson. All of them in play. If I'm playing Kyler Murray, I probably want to mix him with at least one, but pro- possibly both of them. And this is a game stack spot for me. I feel like if Arizona is doing it, uh, Houston's doing it better. So um, I'm bringing it back. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm keeping my eye on on Nico Collins. See if he comes back this week. Uh, I think Noah Brown might might be banged up, which would be great for Nico Collins because they kind of do the same type of thing. Um, Tank Dell is acceptable as well. Um, uh, and and Dalton Schultz. So all of these spots for both sides. It is a boner alert game. Everybody's in play. Even Jimmy Connor. If they start throwing at James Connor, oh my goodness. He could start to do what he did last year, which was absolutely smash against this sort of 5.7K salary level. Um, last year, he was well worth more than that. He was catching five or six receptions. So I think that will come back. There's no reason why Connor won't be doing this year what he did last year with Kyler Murray um, at times. So yeah, I like all of that uh, for sure. Uh, both sides of this game look really, really uh, good to me. Um, yes, Houston is a little bit better against the run, but it doesn't scare me off of Jimmy Connor either. I think that's not something to worry about as long as they throw to Connor, which they didn't do last week. So we'll see. Um, all right. Yeah, and I, I agree with you on the bet, by the way. I think it's, it's a Houston a Houston side for me. I'm not sure that Arizona is quite ready. I would I, again, I would like that number under three or three or th- two, two and a half from four and a half. So I'm probably moving that to two and a half before I, before I take that spot. Um, all right. Not as good of a game here, John uh, bucks at the 49ers, 49ers at home, uh, 11 and a half point home favorites, 11, 41 and a half point spread here. Yeah, I would, I'm, I'm looking at this one. I, I think the, the, uh, well, I know the public likes San Francisco on this game. I'd be a little hesitant here to take San Francisco and lay this much, uh, lay, lay the, the, uh, wood on this one. I had San Francisco last week as one of my bets, uh, liked them in, uh, in Jacksonville and they win that game pretty easy. I'd be careful having a team laying this many points off of a big win. They out, they were on that little bit of a losing streak or a, a, kind of a decent losing streak there three in a row, uh, coming into that one. They needed that one in Jacksonville. They get it and they win big. Uh, you gotta be, you gotta just be a little bit careful. This Tampa team has a way to, you know, where they could play you close. In a game, I think it'll be a defensive struggle type of a game, an under type game, which means, you know, that's too many points for me, 11 and a half. Uh, not a game that I want to bet, but I, there's no way I can lay the 11 and a half. So I would lean more towards uh, towards taking the points um, on this one. And like I said, the public does like San Francisco. So if you're looking to fade the public, you'd want to be on that Tampa side as well. Uh, I was just kind of scrolling through the props quickly. Nothing that totally jumped out at me the bake uh baker under one and a half the problem is like under one and a half touchdowns the problem is you're just laying too much you're laying minus 190 on that but um i do think he goes under the how do you know i was gonna pull up did you can you see my screen that i was pulling up the baker under one and a half oh no i was actually looking at mine because i have it up on my screen i was looking at mine yeah Yeah, there you go he doesn't even just so you guys know who are watching this he doesn't even know that when he was saying that I had the Baker under one and a half touchdowns on the prop optimizer opened up on screen, which was a really fun moment. Like it almost as if this was like a, uh, a show that was something pre-planned, but that just happened because that, that one does pop 
for me as well, although I didn't see the minus 190. Uh, I, I think it's really interesting that we're projecting Baker for literally less than a touchdown um, in this game. So it's going to be a, it, it could be a really tough spot for Baker. Yeah, getting two touchdowns is going to be tough. I just, you just can't really lay the 190. I think that's a little, it's a little much. But uh, yeah, like, that what's one the point of that bet? In the end of the day, like, what's the point of that bet? And and a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you're just playing too much. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the one that sort of stood out a little bit under on passing yards for Brock Purdy um, as well. If this is one of these games, I, I don't know though. I, I think Tampa is one of those teams where um, they normally force teams to throw. But I'm not sure that that works with, when Christian McCaffrey is your is your running back. Like I don't I don't think that matters when CM Sizzles is your RB. Um, all right, John. What's been the worst team against the spread this year? That's a good question. Uh, it's got to be Buffalo. It is Buffalo. Yeah, um, you have to think because they've been favored in losing all those games and then playing some tight games that they didn't cover. Yeah, absolutely terrible. Absolutely terrible. Um, so now you can uh, you can lay seven. <laughs> what do you do in this? Can we just start taking the Jets? Like the Jets stink. Okay, they fucking suck. Their quarterback is a turd, and yet Buffalo never covers the spread. They had a whole season of not doing it. They're pl- they're minus seven at home against a Jets team that are bringing Zach Milson into town once again. They're rolling out the worst starting quarterback in the NFL, and that includes Tommy DeVito. They're rolling him out one more time, inexplicably. Three weeks ago, all you needed to do was pick up the phone and call Arizona, and Josh Dobbs is your quarterback, and all you had to give up was like a seventh rounder. No worries. Jets said, nope, we love our guy. Carson Wentz called the Jets. He said, guys, I'm available. I don't have a team. Should I come in? When we come down there, try out. They said, no, no, no. We've got our guy here. Now, I don't know if Robert Sala is banging Zach's mom or what the fuck is going on. Why he's still there. But yet, here we are. And the numbers say that I'm supposed to take the Jets plus seven on the road at the Bills because the Bills fucking suck. And and Josh Allen can only throw touchdown uh, interceptions. I don't know what the hell to do here. I am recusing myself from this game. Recuse. So I will turn it over to you and tell me what is it that we're supposed to do in this situation. Yeah, I think this is a good spot to catch a Buffalo team on a low and 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 take a minus the seven. So I like Buffalo here. I'm laying the points. I love it. That's why I had to recuse. I'm not able to think straight. I had to recuse. I recuse. Yeah, I, I, I like the, I, I like them here this week. Um, you know, the, obviously Jets beat them opening day. Rodgers goes down. A bit of a shocker in that game. I think they, I think they come back and win this game. They have to win this game. Uh, Buffalo needs this for sure. And um, I, I think they do it handily. I think the Jets are going to struggle to score. I know that Buffalo has been banged up. I know that, listen, we watched that game Monday night, just brutal, brutal loss for them. And um, brutal loss for me and my parlays. I have no idea. And then even worse was the field goal and then handing the, the extra kick. I was like, 
so so let me just let me just explain my pain okay let me share my pain because i think it's catharsis to share it and maybe i can release the pain out into the ether i haven't told you this story john so my my safety parlay last week plus 400 the last leg was buffalo pick them money line needed that win needed it needed for the head for the mental right and i'm going into the game going it's fucking denver they're not that good buffalo's at home they're gonna win this game right they're heavy favorites so of course i'm suffering through the entire game watching it but thinking right towards the end you know they score buffalo scores get the ball i'm like they're not gonna allow denver to drive up the field into field goal right no yes they do wide open Jerry, Judy, Cortland Sutton, whatever. So now they go to kick the field goal. I'm like, it's wide right. Oh, thank goodness. I can't believe I got away with this one, right? The the utter relief. They missed the field goal. I'm like, thank you. Cash that ticket, baby. I was about, I was typing it up like, cash it, motherfuckers. Then the penalty flag comes out. Oh, no. Don't tell me. What's the penalty? 12 men on the field? The worst? The stupid penalty? Like, you didn't line off offsides? No. They just miscounted how many players? This guy didn't know he wasn't part of the special teams package? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, when they showed the overhead, I was like, I was expecting, usually that's like someone running off the field. Yeah, like waiting for the no, outside or somebody. What a nightmare. And yeah, that's yeah. right. It wasn't it wasn't the guy trying to get off the field. There was just 12 of them. Yeah, you know? it's bad. I I mean, I had Denver plus the points and then uh, I I wanted to take Denver on the money line too and I didn't um that would have been a nice little a nice little hit. But it was good. Yeah, I didn't mind it at all. Uh, I like the I like the way that game was going. Denver's starting to play better. And uh, obviously better. Buffalo's got their issues, so it's accused um, myself, but I think Buffalo. I think Buffalo covers this game here against the Jets. I think it's a good spot to to take them as a bounce back here. Embarrassed on that Monday night game, got embarrassed by the Jets earlier in the year. I think they come back and and uh, and win it. We'll see. Listen, if the Jets beat them in this game, I mean, that's going to be that's going to be uh, that's rough. That that could be their whole season. They're going to miss the playoffs if they lose this game to the Jets. Well, I will tell you this: I will not be betting this game. No side. Absolutely not. Want nothing to do with it. So I won't be mushing your Buffalo bet. Uh, and that's a good a, thing. There's a prop I like on the Proptimizer, too, that Ooh. I'm going to be betting. Which is? Uh, Brees Hall's under three and a half receptions. Okay. What's the... Um, it's even yeah, money it's uh, even money over on uh, BetMGM. Um, Caesars minus 103, which is fine as well. So I like that one right now. Okay. Now, again, if you want access to the Proptimizer tool, you like betting on props or, or you want John's plays uh, every single week, uh, make sure you get signed up at the Sharp app. And of course, um, if you're enjoying the video, hit that like button. If you think that um, I should be going back to the well on the bills, let me know in the comments section because uh, I think it's, uh, I, I need a break. I need a break from them. I think they aren't who we thought they were, or maybe they are. I don't know. No, yeah, they're they're definitely not. You know, and when you get a special teams penalty like that, you know, 
the the one thing you have to do is fire the offensive coordinator. So new offensive yeah, what's coordinator. Yeah, that was his yeah. fault. Well, I mean, all those interceptions. A lot of the interceptions, though, they were popping through receivers' hands. But man, I don't know what's up. Yeah, with they were popping. Yeah, through. they were just like, bad. They just played bad. They weren't catching bad the ball. A couple of those passes were just insanely good, and they didn't catch them. And then they turned them into deceptions. You know, so I, that's why I think you know the ball just bounced weird for them uh last game i think it's a good bounce back here to take buffalo potential uh just a little bit of variance there um all right last game of the main slate we made it and it's the seahawks on the road at the rams the seahawks are one point road favorites in a game with a 46 and a half point total um John, why don't you take us through some of the betting angles here uh so it's basically a pick them game rams getting a point stafford back this week no running back. Uh, you know, they're still going with Darrell Henderson and, and Hoist Freeman as they wait for Kyron Williams to come off of IR. He's not back this week. Got to wait another week. Cooper Cup doing his thing. So uh, how do you see this one going down? This one's this is tough for me. Um, uh, I'm kind of I'm passing on the game myself. This is not going to be one that I bet. The public loves the Rams. Uh, I guess, you know, with Stafford back, I guess I, I get it. But, um, you know, and I'm kind of, bar- I, I would lean to that side as well. I've been bearish on Seattle. They, they've surprised me. Seattle's been a, a surprise team for me um, all year. I'm looking at uh, just, you know, because we, we're real time on the, uh, on the Proptimizer. And like Cup just popped on there as the, as the top play under seven and a half. Ugh, under seven and a half receptions. I got to see where, where my projections are. And if I, I, like that. I never That's like... Cool. Um... Yeah, I never like under under but it's been Cooper Cup. I know. I kind of like it though. Uh, I like that one. So he's minus one thirty-five. It's Caesars has it, and then minus one forty-five at BetMGM. I kind of like it. Um, yeah, so I like that cup under on receptions um, from the Proptimizer. I mean, uh, so he's it's the under is minus one thirty-five. So you're gonna pay a little bit of juice. Yeah, a little bit of juice there on that under. Although, you know, it's you know better to hit it on Caesars at least than Bet MGM, yes. where you're going to pay, um, you're going to pay uh, one forty five for that one. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know that I want to go there uh, myself. I think Cup, you know, sometimes pops for twelve to fourteen targets. This is that kind of a game. It's close. It's kind of medium scoring, forty six and a half. This is the this game on paper sets up as like one of the better possible ones just from a being competitive on both sides point of view. Uh, one nice thing about the Rams is they're not going to run heavy without with this running back group. They're just not, they don't have the running backs to take over a game. So they have to throw to move the football. Uh, if they're doing that, I think Seattle's answering. So yeah, Seattle can, Seattle is much more likely to lean heavy on the, on the run here with uh, Kenny Walker and crew. So I like, I like Cooper cup. I, I don't think I would do that one, but I, I get it. Like the, the, the projection is definitely pointing under. There's no doubt. And the fact that that other book is at minus minus one forty-five is just even more evidence that that's probably, you know, the correct projection anyway. Yeah. I like them. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta put a few of these in and, and go through the rest of the uh, slate, but there John showing his, his top props process right here in real time during the video. That is awesome. Um, and speaking of that, 
that'll do it for the game plan NFL week 11. We've covered the entirety of the main slate. Um, bunch of interesting bets. John actually took a couple favorites to rare favorites. I think it was the chargers and the bills. You don't see that very often. A um, couple of the spots that look really good. So um, should be a fun week of NFL action this weekend. Um, again, if you're not signed up at DFS army, Make sure you are getting signed up. We have everything going on at the FS Army, crushing it, optimizer projections, notes, all that good. So you already know the deal. Um, promo code geek gets you 10% off. The FS Army VIP is where you want to be. Um, and of course, if you want access to the top props, Proptimizer tool, uh, now with Sleeper and Price Picks and Sports Books and all that good stuff. And John's power ranking sheet, pregame bets. Uh, AI predictions for every single game across all sports, college basketball, college football, whatever it is that you do. Sharp app has it covered. Tons of great spots. You can get signed up over there, sharp.app, or download the Sharp app on iTunes or the Google Store. Promo uh, promo code DFSA20 knocks 20% off the monthly dues. That stays forever. So as long as you're signed up, um, you will stay forever. I believe it actually also knocks 20% off the yearly, which is the much better subscription to do. You save a ton of money by doing the yearly, keep it all year round. And one of the great things we do at DFS Army and Sharp is we never raise your price. Once you're once you're signed in, you're locked in. As long as you stay, stick around, your price never goes up. The Sharp app will be twice as expensive in 12 months from now as features are constantly being added. And you're going to be like, fuck, I wish I got in on it last year when it was... 250 for the year because it's going to be 500. I promise you. So get signed up now. You will regret it. This is the best sports betting um, tools and advice app in existence. You will see it. We have the best models for, for props that can be bought. We're adding more every single week. So make sure you check that out. And I will see you guys next time on another game plan.